Hello, and welcome back to Pop Culture Catechism. This week's episode is part two of our protest song episode uh, with Ryan and Savannah Ackerman, who work very much in the consistent life ethic and rehumanize uh, international, working in the pro-life movement, womb to tomb for the whole life. On the first episode, we talked about uh, racism and police brutality and euthanasia and the death penalty and... uh, militarism and gun violence, all all sorts of things, like everything you can think of. (laughs) So if you're interested in that, go back and listen to that. Uh, This episode will focus on abortion and the Supreme Court decision, which supposedly by this point uh, that you're hearing this uh, has come out and what uh, pro-life people should do, depending on uh, how that decision goes. Uh, So I really hope you enjoy today's episode, even though it's a controversial topic, you come in with an open heart and an open mind, and hopefully we can all work together for a less violent world. One more thing before we get started, just if you want to support Ryan and Savannah and the work that they do, we'll have a link to their their starting uh, a patron effort as well that you can, uh, you'll find links in the show notes and how you can help them and support the good work that they are doing. All right. Without further ado, enjoy the show. Welcome to Pop Culture Catechism, conversations about music, movies, and the longings of the human heart. Let's get started. You know, the Dobbs decision, this is in the Supreme Court where Roe v. Wade might be ready to be overturned. And, you know, as somebody who's been in the pro-life movement since I was in high school, like there is such like a cry of joy from my heart that this might be happening. But at the same time with that, there's like the, all right, well now it's time for like yeah. second year, you know, there's, <laughs> like, there's consequences. Yeah. To there's, there's, that there's consequences. Ignore. And uh, I think of that there's a Lecrae song called uh, dirty water. And it's, it's, it's about a lot of social things. Um, but he says, Oh, he's talking about like people, Christians that go on like short term mission trips mm-hmm. and then come back home. And he's like, okay, you did like this kind of uh, poverty tourism. And then mm-hmm. you come home. He's like, Oh, you just went overseas. It's time to come home and boss up. Mm-hmm. Like it's, that is supposed to be a springboard and a launch pad into a life of service to, mm-hmm. to, to marginalized um, communities. And, and that's what I feel like, like, okay, we have achieved this one kind of key landmark uh, thing that is a force for good, I believe. But it's like, that is a step. Mm-hmm. You know, that is a step in the right direction that now we are more able to have legal protections of unborn humans. That's, that's, that is good, mm-hmm. totally supported. But it's like, we are not done. Like, we are just getting started. Yeah, it's the first and step. with... Yes, yes, laws, as we talked about, like the, the church says in the catechism, like we need the humans, human rights to be recognized in its positive legislation, mm-hmm. not just its negative legislation. Like it needs to positively recognize human rights. So yes, it's something we still need to like vote on and, and, and support the right politicians and, and causes and lobbies and all those sorts of things. But also those local uh, pregnancy centers, the way, the way we raise our families, the way we speak with our language, like it is a, a holistic across the board effort. Mm-hmm. And again, it's, it's like, we're just getting out of first gear. Like the pro-life movement from here can't take its foot off the gas. It's like, our all right, now we need, we need a new phase. We need a transformation. Like, we're going super sane now, if you know, understand that <laughs> Dragon Ball Z reference. <laughs> so, like, we need, to, we need to be in the next, the next phase of that. Um, yeah, I mean, so. legislate, like, we're talking about building culture of life. Legislation doesn't create culture. Culture yeah. doesn't mm-hmm. come from the top down. It comes yeah. from the bottom up. Yep. You know, uh, Rehumanize DMV, our kind of tagline is grassroots community organizing to fight a culture of death. And that's where it's got to come in. 
Um, it's got to be our individual choices. And obviously, like, Savannah and I have, like, dedicated our lives to us. You were telling us a story about how your family brought in neighbors who are struggling. It's yeah. A neighbor mm-hmm. gets, like, 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 my family has a lot of, uh, we have, uh, I have adopted siblings. Like, there are intense things you can do, but there's also things in your daily life. Like, and there has to be boundaries. You know, Jesus calls to, to you know, serve all of us who need them, but also to build us. So we have to figure out how in our lives, whether that's that's through our time, through volunteering, through protesting, through giving money. There's, 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 every Christian is, is called to participate in this. Yes. Um, and in whatever means they can while still, you know, supporting their vocation and their family. Yeah. And shout out to all the, all the non-Christian, secular, you know, Buddhist, atheist, other people out there that are also doing this work. Yeah. Cause as we said, a lot of them. I, you I, know, and, you don't need to be a Christian to believe in the inalienable right of people to not be killed. Yeah. Right. And so that's well, good. And if you listen to the rehumanized podcast on rehumanized DMV, um, our member stories start around 20 minutes because rehumanized DMV is not just Ryan and I, we really try to push that. Um, anyway, but yeah, our atheist member talks about like reading the constitution is when he decided at like 12 years old, like, yep, preborn children count. Yeah. And even if you're not, uh, an American, the, uh, like the, um, universal declaration on human rights that comes out of the Geneva convention, Mm -hmm. you know, when it talks about like who counts as a person, every member of the human family, every member of the human family. And that, you know, biologically includes yeah. unborn people. So um, the little riff I've been playing here is from uh, the Ben Folds 5 song, Brick, from the 90s. Us elder millennials, I was surprised that you younger millennials also recognized it as I'm well. I'm a mid-millennial. You're a mid-millennial. <laughs> so are you Gen Z or are you millennial, Savannah? You're kind of millennial. Yeah. You're kind of on the transition. I was born in '96, so okay. I'm yeah. right on that. Cut you're like right when this song came out. Look. Yeah. So this Am is I? Ben Folds yeah. 5, Brick. So. <laughs> I'm trying to play the piano riff. <laughs> Uh, 6 a.m. Day after Christmas I put some clothes on in the dark So this is a song about him like driving his girlfriend to get an abortion talking about like driving around the parking lot his parents went down to Charlotte for the weekend so they're not home to find us out for the weekend and then the bridge I was listening to it on the way up when I was driving up here where he's just like you know I broke down and she broke down and and I was tired of lying about it like I was I was tired of lying about it and um, I don't I don't know what Ben Fold's political persuasion is I would imagine he's 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 probably pro-choice still but just like the pain that he has in in his his heart singing about this song and uh the chorus is just beautiful. Um, I'll sing it here for a second. She's a brick and I'm drowning slowly Off the coast and I'm heading nowhere She's a brick and I'm drowning slowly And, uh, yeah, I, I hadn't listened to that song in about 10 years, um, and just like I said, we had talked about abortion on a, an episode, and I had several people reach out to me, some listeners I didn't know, some listeners I didn't know, and talk to me about their abortion stories. And I was just thinking of all those people as I'm hearing this song, and just like the, the, the pain, and, and some people that don't even know what they were doing, you know, because they, they believed all that dehumanizing language of, oh, it's just a clump of cells, oh, it's just reproductive health care, oh, it's just a choice. And, or maybe they did, but they just didn't have the support to do it, you know, they didn't have the support from their family. They didn't have the support from their boyfriend or their girlfriend or their husband or their wife. They didn't have the support from their, their church. Maybe they weren't a part of a church. And they, they wanted to do that thing, the, the right thing. There was a part of them that recognized, I don't know how I feel about this, but 
they, they just didn't have the support. And so that's why I think it's so important for us to build this culture of life, mm -hmm. which includes a culture of reconciliation that says to the, those people, like, no, you're not evil. Like, mm -hmm. you were lied to. You were not supported. You were not given the things that you need to... To, 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 to live. To live out your vocation as a parent. Exactly. You are, and yeah. so now, like, you know, you can give all that hurt to God and like, rec and, and that's the great thing about Jesus is like, he doesn't hold it against you. Mm -hmm. Like, does anyone condemn you? No, I don't condemn you. That's straight out of the gospel of John. Um, like, I came to save the world, not to condemn the world. And so for those people, if it, you're one of those people and you're, and you're listening to this, just know that um, Jesus and, and us here, like, there's nothing in our hearts except, like, love and mercy and compassion for people whose this is part of your story, you know? So. And I think, I think story is, like, like, one of the reasons that Brick, I, and I really encourage people to listen to it, is so impactful. Is it, it's, it's his own story that he's sharing. Like, I, I don't know his, his views on abortion uh, now or even at the time, but one of his intentions that he did talk about was, like, it's really hard. Like, like, there's a line in that. Can't you see? It's not me you're dying for. Yes. Like, and and, and that that expression. You know, some of the most impactful protest songs are ones that tell stories. Yeah. That let us connect with people who are in the midst of these atrocities in yeah. many ways. Well, and speaking on that, like right at the top of the Wikipedia article in this song, which Ryan has had me listen to so many times, <laughs> and I didn't realize because again, this is Savannah coming to political awareness. I didn't realize it was about abortion, and then I listened to the lyrics, and I was like, how did wow. I miss Yeah, that? I missed it I mean, for it a plays it like coal sometimes. But, yeah. again, top of the Wikipedia article, what it says is like, you know, it's a quote from him. It says, people want me all the time to talk about this, to make statements about it, and that's not what this is. It's not a protest song. It is about my experience and for other people who have gone through this to be able to connect with it. And so I think, and we've talked about it quite a bit, um, again, you can look at other content that Ryan and I are going to, uh, start to create, have created, to hear more about this. But the the anti-abortion movement, the pro-life movement, whatever you want to call it, um, advocate against human rights is what the, or no, I'm sorry, advocate against abortion rights is what the uh, New York Times called me. For the record, <laughs> I was in the New York Times. Nice. Um, hair flip there. Again, <laughs> you're promoted to leadership and the consistent life ethic, and all of a sudden it's like, okay, here you are. Um, but anyway, uh yeah, where, wherever you feel on that, like realizing again, this is at its core a human rights issue. This is something that affects individuals. Mm -hmm. um, and you hear that a lot, obviously, for abortion rights supporters, like this shouldn't be up to legislators to decide. This is between a woman and her doctor. And to some, like violence should never be legal, full stop, down. Abortion mm -hmm. is violence, full stop. But um, yeah, realizing this is individuals, these are individual parents and a big part of my advocacy, my outreach, my ministry has become like, how do we make it easier to parent in this society? Yeah. Um, and that's really, uh, Ryan and I have talked about it too, like some of the, some of the ways that the pro-life movement, especially has started to respond, it's like, I, I've been saying, we are not the underdogs anymore. Yeah. Like we, we, we can't. Rose overturned. Hopefully. We'll find out maybe today, maybe next week, whatever. Yeah, uh -huh. um, yeah, but like it needs to be this like we are here to support you and help you. We hear you. Yeah, um, you need to listen. Yeah. Yes, and it, it's not this like, it, and it is. It's a celebration in that like it lives will be saved, but mm -hmm. like we all live in Maryland, right? Yeah. 
it's it's the top three um, states in terms of you know abortion rights, uh, abortion radicalization, really. yeah, mm-hmm. abortion restrictions. Um, it's also one of the few states. This is why it's really important to know what's going on in your state. Don't mm-hmm. just you know vote in the four year election. Really be yeah. involved, and that's yeah. what I worry about and with I- Roe potentially being overturned. Like. If the March for Life still doesn't happen, you oh know, this is yeah. again like we still lives, need we still need hundreds of thousands of people showing up. Exactly, lives life, are still yeah. being lost, and it's again to stand up for that mother and child, two people, maybe more, because multiple pregnancies, you know, happen. Um, and I, I mean that in terms of like multiples, twins, yeah, yeah, yeah. and things. Um, well, even in Maryland, like our governor is Republican, but he's mm-hmm. pro-choice. Yeah, yeah, it's like, but come on, <laughs> intr- <laughs> intrinsically connected yeah. in the way that you know. No, none of these other issues that we advocate against, it's not that same. It's not a marginalized community pitted against a marginalized community and that the unborn and women, particularly marginalized women, um, which the reproductive justice movement out of the 90s, I'm really sad that neither side has picked this up. This is my other big push right now. It was a thing of like, for so many women, it's not a choice. So this language of pro-choice is incorrect. We're yeah, rebranding it. In a lot of ways. We're rebranding it as reproductive justice. We're bringing social justice into this because if a woman has to choose an abortion solely because she cannot afford her child mm-hmm. or bring them up in a safe community, it's not a choice. Yeah. So um, Erica Bakayoki, who's a, a rock star intellectual in the in the pro-life movement she was recently on the Ezra Klein show and she I, I highly recommend that 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 podcast um, but one of the things she says that I forget where this statistic comes from but um, they've they've done studies on women who were wanted abortion but were unable to to do so because either it wasn't available in their area or whatever and within a week yeah. they were glad that they hadn't gotten an abortion. So like, the Turnaway study, which is super pro-choice and I think a bit biased, but that's what you're mm-hmm. referring to, is okay. yeah. over 10 years they studied women who uh, had abortions and women who hadn't, um, which I've started to read it. I have actually stayed away from pro-choice literature for so long, so it's only been recently, and I've started actually getting the teen versions of things out of the library to see what our next generation is getting. Oh, yeah. Meanwhile, while we're all, my kid's not old enough mm-hmm. to hear about abortion, Kids in middle school are getting abortions and, and also, yeah, yeah that mm-hmm. stuff well, is out there. And one thing that the pro-life movement hasn't done very well that the pro-choice movement does well is, is speak to the issue. Speak to why women consider abortion. Actually. Why, why women who, who are pro-life who get pregnant so consider abortion. So actually mm-hmm. not. And that's what I was going to bring oh. up is there was this study done. And literally, I'm going to do this in like 20 seconds. There was this study done. Uh, they looked over any article that mentioned abortion from the New York Times, the Associated Press, and I think the Washington Post over a two-year span. Any article, right? There were almost 800, and only 4% of them actually mentioned a real woman or a real story in that situation, right? And so, again, we're so focused on the political hot topic because that's what so many, the other, what, 96% of these articles were just like, abortion is political hot topic. And so, so often we're not thinking about exactly the reasons why. And like I was giving uh, a teach-in recently where somebody said, um, yeah, but of course they're going to say after the fact, this is the reason I got it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, but but that's most likely the reason they got yeah. it, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, so can, all can, of this to say. Can, can I play another song from the mid-90s that's do. about abortion? So this is the Verve Pipe called The Freshman. Um, so true, true story from, uh, from my past. In high school, when I was first learning the guitar, me and a couple of my buddies, uh, Keegan and Tommy, were uh, asked to do music for our freshman retreat. We were juniors, and we were told we could do some secular songs in mass, which I, would, I generally <laughs> would not, not approve of. <laughs> I'm, 
uh, nowadays, not no, knowing what I know about liturgical music now, but we played this song, The Freshman, as like the offertory song at the freshman retreat. And now I know it's like about abortion. It's like, anyway, <laughs> the, 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 the master's degree in theology, Mike Tenney of now, like looks back on that as like, oh, cringe. But anyway, we played this song at the freshman retreat at Good Council High School in like 19 uh, or, uh, you know, 20, uh, 2001 or whenever it was. I was in high school. Um, but this song also just like brick. It just like crushes me. So uh, here's the, I think this is the third verse. So we try, oh no, wrong key, sorry. We try to wash our hands of all of this. We never talk of our lack and relationships and how we're guilt-stricken sobbing with our head on the floor. We fell through the eyes when we tried not to slip, we'd say it. I can't be held responsible. She was touching her face. I can't be held responsible. We fell in love in the first place. For the life of me, I cannot remember what made us think that we were wise and we never compromise. For the life of me, I cannot believe we'd ever die for these sins. We were merely freshmen. So that's a, that's another song. If you if you listen to it, it's just, it just speaks just to the the hurt that so many people have because of. Uh, the wound of abortion. I think that's some uh, message that doesn't get heard a lot is that not only is there physical violence against the unborn child, but there is also like this, this trauma that so many women and men experience because... Physical and emotional. Physical and emotional. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway. And also, uh, I'm trying to remember president of the board of rehumanize international um her name's krista but she has a ministry that she started for uh, siblings like if your siblings have been aborted because there, wow. there's also that reality of like just this huge missing portion you know there's almost uh 2363 is what so over 2300 um children are aborted every day in the united states but again, um, I don't think I get to finish this thought earlier. Maryland is one of the few states that doesn't actually report any type of abortion statistics. So well. we have no idea, like, at what point they're happening, why they're happening, um, how many are happening, you know, basically in our own backyard. Yeah. Um, and also, like, there's, uh, in Bethesda right now, there's a man who has several lawsuits against him for botched late-term abortions where... Um, literally like he had poked through pieces of these women's uterus and they oh had to be gosh. run to the ER. But like nobody talks about that part of it, right? Mm. And I think again, that's something on both sides. And so frequently we get caught up in the propaganda of we're so afraid of letting the quote unquote other side be right about anything. Mm -hmm. um, so we're not looking into the physical issue, you know, mm. on it, women and even um, the psychological issues. Again, I've been really into true crime recently, which is weird being anti-violence. But, um, yeah, there was this uh, woman who, a few weeks before she disappeared, like, had had an abortion, and they were talking about, like, the psychological negative impact it had had on her, but that there's not a lot of research yeah. on the actual impact yeah. when you're thinking, you know, your wife's had children, mm -hmm. your wife's had children. Um, <laughs> you, you being his wife. <laughs> yes. um, but just all of those uh, hormones, everything, you know, which kind of are just jokes throughout, but throughout pregnancy, throughout a woman's life, postpartum and we we don't talk about the emotional the physical yeah. effects after 
Mm. Anyway, these are all areas that need to be looked into, mm. all sorts of women's health, all these things that are under reproductive health mm. anyway. <laughs> yeah. So we get, we got to pull this in for a minute. We're going a little bit long on this episode, so hopefully, hopefully if you're still with us for the long haul, listeners, we, we appreciate you. Um, so we're going to, uh, because this idea of the consistent life ethic of fundamental human dignity, it touches on so many issues. Uh, even though we're going a little bit over what we normally go on, uh, go do on this uh, episode in terms of time, there's so many more issues we could talk about. And, uh, like, we, it's Pride Month, and we didn't even talk about LGBTQ um, issues. Yeah, and there's a lot to say there. So that, that will be some patron-exclusive content. So if you're a patron of this show, uh, I'm going to talk about the, the, the song Same Love, um, which is, uh, I think, one of the biggest protest songs of the, of the last uh, uh, few years. It's Especially like... Uh, yeah, pop the, uh, I can change even if I try. So I would always use this with my, my high schoolers when we were talking about LGBTQ issues and church teaching on, on uh, homosexuality as we talk about, like, all right, what in this song can we as Christians and Catholics say, all right, this is biblical, this, this works with, um, with Catholic teaching, and, and this is something we, we have some criticisms of. So anyway, if you're just in that, uh, that's going to be the patron-exclusive content uh, for this episode. So a, a couple things we need to do before we're done is I told my... Uh, listeners, that we would have some gospel tidbits, some takeaways that they could put in their life today when they're done listening to this episode. So what are some things that we can, we can if you had to just, just pick one thing from what, all the things we've talked about, what would be your, your one takeaway? Anybody want to go first? My one takeaway wouldn't be, and I've been talking about action the whole time, and, and actually I think it would be... Um, uh, a, a turn of, of, of how we think about things. Um, so when we encounter another human being, obviously as Christians we want to encounter Christ in that person, and that's really hard. But a good way to do that is to give people the benefit of the doubt in, in little small things. So like um, you get cut off in the, uh, on the highway, and, and you know immediately your response is anger, is rage, you want to bark, you want to swear. Um, but you can, you can approach that situation differently and in different contexts. Okay, this is another human being. What's happening to them? Maybe they're going to the hospital because their wife is pregnant. Maybe they're, you know, there's an emergency of some sort. Um, to every single time we come in contact with a person, um, to be able to, to recognize the good and the bad, but at the same time to be able to recognize Christ in them. Yeah, so it reminds me of uh, Paul Farmer, who's a, a, he just died recently, but he's uh, famous for his work in uh, like anti-tuberculosis uh, or tuberculosis treatment and uh, in public health and HIV and like Haiti and other places around the world. One of the things he said is um, we should always try to listen to people with a hermeneutic of generosity, not a hermeneutic of suspicion, being like, hermeneutics is the way you interpret things. So it's like, interpret what you're hearing with generosity, not with suspicion. And so uh, I, I Give really everybody like the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, the benefit of the doubt, exactly, yeah. Go ahead, Savannah, what do you got? All right, so um, I'm gonna end, you know, Ryan started talking about the Beatitudes, the Matthew Beatitudes. In Matthew 5, verse 21 through 23, Christ mm. says, you have heard that it was said to all men of old, you shall not kill, and whoever kills shall be liable to judgment. But I say to you that everyone who is angry with his brother shall be liable to judgment. Um, and so there's all these physical ways that you can kill someone, um, but there's also like spiritual things in our hearts. And so I think slowly again, turning towards Christ, bringing it to Christ, like how, how am I bringing a death about to somebody's spirit? Yes. You know, Because most of us in our life hopefully will never be forced first with the choice to physically kill someone, you know, that's not, but, um, and the catechism unpacks that, like talking about these physical life issues and then these dispositions of heart. Um, 
that should that should be happening and again are a continuous thing. Um, St. Catherine of Siena has this thing where she would say, glory be to the Father and to the Son and to you because mm. she would be able to see Christ walking beside her. Mm-hmm. So rather than, uh, or I guess it was glory, glory be to the Father, Father to and to you and to the Holy Spirit. Because mm-hmm. um, like Christ is in the other person. Christ is right there. So you can also say the Holy Spirit is in the other person because yeah. we're yeah, temples yeah, yeah, of the Holy yeah, Spirit. But that's, a, that's an interesting idea, yeah. Seeing um, Christ's presence in the person. That's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. But uh, like physically seeing Christ walk beside her too, mm-hmm. even when she was alone. Yeah. Um, and so I think remembering too, when we're in these difficult situations, um, when we're struggling with these difficult things that Christ is beside us, Christ is with us. Mm-hmm. And in a lot of these cases, Christ is on the cross and Christ is crying out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So tying it to the liturgy, uh, as we were in mass yesterday, I was really trying to think about how do you do that? Mm-hmm. Right. Because the liturgy is the source and some of our, of our faith. And so just thinking about like, the blood of Christ, and it's it's in the blood of Christ that um, it is poured out this mercy that we are washed clean, um, and that blood of Christ is the whole church, is all of the people that have you know embodied His image and likeness, and um, yeah, so so the need to pour in and be poured into, um, yeah. Yeah, when That's when beautiful. we hate somebody, we we separate from the spiritually. We, yeah. we we literally kill their spirit in our hearts. We separate mm. ourselves from the body of Christ there. And again, I say to the second graders, sorry to cut you off, but it's like, um, yeah, it, it's those, it's those little, you know, comments we make. It's when we're mean to our little brother, like those, those little things. Yeah. For, for my takeaway, I'm going to have one of you read the back of my shirt, which is a Thomas oh, Merton quote. Don't. So, uh, can you read it? This is a quote from Thomas Merton. To say that I am made in the image of God is to say that love is the reason for my existence. For God is love. Love is my true identity. Selflessness is my true identity. Love is my true character. Love is my name. Mm. So that's my takeaway for you. If you are having trouble uh, feeling that about yourself, just remember that, that love is your identity and you are loved. Um, even if you know, you're one of those per- people that has, has been through some stuff, has done some stuff, you're having trouble forgiving yourself. Or if you're one of those people that struggles with that anger and that rage, when you get so angry about these things that we should get angry about at some level, that remember, my name is love. My name is love. And that doesn't cancel out our anger. That doesn't cancel out um, you know, our, our, our guilt or our shame, but it contextualizes it and gives us a new lens to see the world with, to see ourselves with. And so, um, yeah, we'd be people of love and recognize that that is our first identity. Mm-hmm. Can, I, can yeah. I finish out with my protest song then? Yeah, so Savannah, Savannah wrote a protest song um, about, uh, well, I'll, I'll, I'll let you talk yeah, about it's, it. So it's, it's my activism stuff, but... Um, yeah, I think I'm just going to let it kind of speak for itself. But again, God's put me in some interesting places, kind of remaking this uh, connection. I think reconnecting with my pathway to sainthood is what I've said um, in a very real and tangible way, uh, which is interesting. You know, preaching in this secular way, we're not specifically mentioning Christ, but I think living out the gospel in such an intentional way. Um, so all of this, and this is kind of my, you know, don't give up, you know, we can't let ourselves be burned out, even if we need to take a step away. So, um. The drowning noise and agitation, we used to dull the sting. We are the experts, at least in the views that we bring to our own masses. But let's examine things. 
Why do we value human beings? Cause we consume our own opinions. We justify the means. We turn a blind eye to abuse in our own communities. While we devour what is sour, cause it's easy. Then this comfort used to speak, hey, yeah. We throw our voices in the wind, say loud. We can't let it keep happening. Let the passion turn to patience as we stand against this sin. Cause love will win out in the end. Nice. Awesome. Any other protest songs we missed? My, my, one of my favorites from the last 10 years is uh, Flowbot. The Flowbots have a song called Handlebars. It's all, all about like uh, all, all sorts of things with America, but I can ride my bike with no handlebars. Great song. <laughs> Any other protest songs we missed that we need to throw out there? I would say my favorite is, is a Bob Dylan song called The Lonesome Death of Hattie Carroll. It's another one of those stories that really okay. hits hard. It's about, about a, a black woman maid who just gets beaten to death for no reason oh and, and, and the social consequences. Well, we're going to have to make a Spotify playlist and yeah. put it up for people. We'll put that in the show notes. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, my recent one has been um, by Aloe Black, which is, uh, the one that's been hitting me is Wake Me Up, which is the Avicii song. He's the singer on the Avicii song, you know. Yeah. Is wake me up when it's all over. Um, which he recorded, after that song blew up, he recorded an acoustic version in which he uh, featured this family who was facing immigration issues, who was facing deportation, and actually that man was able to overcome like the deportation and uh, reunite with his family nice. because of this song and this movement that it started. Cool. And that's what he said was like seeing the, yeah, all of that that happened was uh, like a call to action for him. And he has a really cool YouTube video, Ted talk thing called the, like the history of movement music, which I highly, highly recommend. All right, cool. We'll so, put it in the show notes. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so I would. So if you want to find out about you, where what what are some things we need to shout out? Rehumanize, obviously. Rehumanize DMV is where we do most of our work. Um, mm -hmm. It is, yeah, like we said, it, it's a secular organization, and that's really what we've been focused on. But we've um, we've decided kind of to expand because there really isn't like as even though the consistent life ethic is rooted in Catholic social teachings, there's not really an organization that is doing the ca the consistent life ethic work in the Catholic Church. So so Ryan and I have decided we're going to make materials, video content, all of that. Um, so if you really want to support our work and our family, we'll have Mike put the link to that in yep. the show notes. Mm -hmm. But If you want us to talk to your, par their, your parish, your community. Yeah, all of that. How to talk to your kids about life issues, um, developmentally appropriately, all of those things from a very Catholic perspective, right? We don't go against... We don't go and if, whether or yeah. not we wrestle with it. Yeah, a lot, a lot, something yeah. I've discovered as a as a public speaker is if you don't specifically say something, sometimes people think yeah. you don't agree with it, and I'm always like, I'm 100% Catholic, <laughs> okay, <laughs> and that's going to disturb everybody, yeah. okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, if anyway. I said anything against church teaching in this, I, I reject it and hum yeah. humbly could repent. But, but I think yeah. because because in our American political context, yeah. we tend to assume either you're in this camp or in this exactly. camp. So, so all the time, but, uh, people are yeah. like, Savannah's Democrat, and uh -huh. I'm like, no, no. <laughs> One of, one of my friends reached out to me one time and was like, as a pro-life Democrat, what do you think about this? I was like, I think I would define myself more as like a social justice conservative. And they said, I don't know that was a thing. I was like, I don't know if it is, but that describes what I am. So. Yep. 
<laughs> Very cool. Um, so uh, if you stick around, I know there's been a long episode, but it's a lot to talk about. And uh, But we're going to have, Savannah wrote a song uh, for Humanized International. It was like a song competition, right? It was yeah. a whole that arts competition. Yeah. So, um, and she won. won yeah. which I was not, I was expecting an honorable mention mm-hmm. in the category. Anyway, but yeah, that, that's the thing. So anyway, if you, if you stick around till the end, we'll have, uh, we'll have her sing that song, and, you, and you'll get to hear it. So uh, thank you, Pop Culture Catechism listeners, for uh, listening. If you think someone would benefit from this, or if, you've, if this has touched your heart, we really encourage you to share this with someone, take a screenshot of it, or send them the link, or text it to them, email it to them, share it to you, your social stories. Um, all of that really helps us. It's the best way to help us. And also, you can help us by going to popculturecatechism.com. That's where you can become a patron of the show and get access to all the talks that I gave them my speaking ministry and also each episode of pop culture catechism pop culture catechism has exclusive content like i mentioned i'm going to talk about same love the macklemore song um as part of the exclusive content for this episode and every episode um has that night and there's a bunch of new stuff in there so i want to say a special thank you to all our patrons who are already supporting our show but especially carl and melissa glore uh lisa and bob tenney Stephen, maggie hubbard rob smith and tom and emily Comberiati. uh you guys get a special shout out because they they support us and all of our patrons uh and you can pick at uh different levels and you get different perks whatever works for you um so uh, we are going, oh, also, I need to tell you about the Awakened Catholic app. So that is a free app for everyone. Uh, it has all the shows that are you can listen to, uh, hear, or watch on Awakened Catholic, but it also has um, trilingual prayers uh, in Latin, English, and in Spanish, which is pretty cool. It has Catholic music library and prayer library, lots of stuff going on there. And then, of course, if you're a patron of one of the shows, you get access to a bunch more stuff that's uh, only premium content for uh, patrons. So definitely check out the Awaken Catholic app, especially if you're a patron. Um, so, uh, Ryan, would you uh, close us in prayer about everything that we've uh, talked about today? Everything. And uh, <laughs> everything. <laughs> Listeners, uh, please take a moment to pause, and we've all uh, prayed together. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Eternal Father, we ask that um, through your love of the Son, you send your Spirit upon us, upon all of those who are listening, upon all those who work on this podcast and work to spread your love. Um, we ask that in a powerful way you intervene in every single life that is um, in jeopardy at this moment. You save their life, you save their soul. Um, We ask um, especially that um, as we grow to love you and as we grow to love the church, that we also grow to love um, those who have the least. Amen. Amen. Yes. Awesome. In the name of Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Hopefully you enjoyed this episode. Hopefully, <laughs> I know we talked about a lot of controversial things and threw a lot of things at you, but hopefully it has been helpful uh, for you. If you have found this helpful, then the best way you can support this show is by sharing it with someone. Send it to somebody. Send them a link. Post it on your social stories and say, hey, I think you guys should listen to this. Uh, that's the best way to help the show. The other way you can help the show, if you really want to help us out, is go to popculturecatechism.com and become a patron. You can make a, a monthly a payment, donation, call it what you want, something that fits in with your budget, fits in with your tithe. There's six tiers that have perks for all of them. And with that, you get exclusive content. There's exclusive content for every episode, specifically for uh, the protest song episode. I'm going to talk about the Macklemore song, Same Love, and Catholic teaching on homosexuality uh, and and that sort of thing and how that song matches up, uh, you know, how Catholic teaching agrees with it and how it doesn't agree with it. So if that's something you're interested in, uh, definitely go to Pop Culture Catechism dot com and become a patron. Also, all the talks I give in my speaking ministry are in there as well. I have a brand new one in there uh, about Jesus and the prophets in the Old Testament, how Jesus fits in with that. Uh, so, uh, 
you can also download the Awakened Catholic app. Awakened Catholic is the organization that runs this podcast. They run a lot of other awesome podcasts and that uh, that app is a free app and it's kind of a hub for all the shows, but also it's a great uh just social media space. That's a kind of an alternative to some of the more toxic things that go on in some other social media platforms. There's a great Christian library there that is trilingual in English, Spanish, and Latin. Great Christian music library that's growing all the time. And then if you're a premium member, a patron on one of the shows, uh, then you get access to all sorts of premium content, including all the stuff I mentioned, but also much more. So thank you, Savannah. Thank you, Ryan, for welcoming me into your home. Thank you, listeners, for welcoming us into your earbuds. We love you, and we will see you next time. See you later, guys. And a special thank you to our patrons who make this show possible, especially Carl and Melissa Gore, Lisa and Bob Tenney, Steve and Maggie Hubbard, Rob Smith and Tom and Emily Camberiotti. Thank you guys who make this show possible. Peace. Peace.